Made in SA on the Art of Everything with Bridget Masinga. It is indeed Made in SA with myself, Bridget Masinga, right here on SAFM. Uh, Stephanie Serenio joins me on the line, founder and chief fancy pants of Jack Rabbit's Luxury Chocolates. How are you doing this evening, Stephanie? I'm fine, thanks. Bridget, thanks so much for having me. Fantastic. I mean, I've got to ask, you know, as a chief of Fancy Pants, what a fabulous title. Uh, what does that entail exactly? I'd, I'd figure a little tasting here, a little eating there, some more tasting there. <laughs> like... Yeah, well, you know, um, it also comes with um, the most stress. So, yes. you know, like the title, it's the it's the one who gets to be the most stressed and gets paid the least and gets to work the hardest. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that's that's what, <laughs> what it all includes. <laughs> Absolutely. So Jack Rabbit, a luxury chocolate. Um, you know, it's always interesting when we have conversations around, you know, eateries um, and especially confectionaries and things like chocolates uh, because it is a cutthroat world. It is a very interesting world also, but it is a world that also allows you to actually explore uh, you know the, the the global community in a sense because part of the fun of 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 building and finding these interesting flavors and textures and tastes is is going around the world and you know uh, we tease about it but going around the world tasting a little bit here learning a little bit there about that particular bean discovering the unknown um, and then bringing that all back and curating it into something fantastic for your clientele Yes. Well, I mean, a lot of what we do is about tasting and eating. And so I guess that's the benefit of, of having a business like this. And obviously we love chocolate and we eat quite a lot of chocolate. Yeah. Um, it's a tough job. Someone's got to do it. Someone's going to eat chocolate all day, you know. <laughs> um, but a part of that is that we can create something super special. And like mm. you say, it's all about tasting and exploring and learning mm. and that's what we do every day chocolate is super temperamental yeah uh, it's like a teenager it just will not it just does it has a total mind of its own if it's too humid doesn't want to play ball you know mm. like different chocolate has different kind of um uh, temperaments yeah. and bringing stuff from all over the world back to south africa it really creates something super special that we can obviously add to our offering but we also have something super special in south africa that we want to bring to the world yes and i think that is one of our biggest things is that south africa is not a chocolate destination you know everyone mm. thinks that belgian chocolate is the best or you know mm. uh, swiss chocolate is the best but we have something that is super special and although chocolate or the cacao mm. doesn't grow in south africa it doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that we can make a south african product from it absolutely so what we have is we we do make some of our own chocolate from mm. bean to bar. Oh. And we do use French curvature chocolate as a base for mm. some of our things. But what we do is we have a South African approach. Mm. So what a lot of, I mean, what I've seen now while I'm in Europe is that I've, like, we have very specific challenges in mm. South Africa. Mm. Um, but I think that that makes us really unique. Absolutely. It gives us an opportunity, like, we fight every day. You know, we like we fight for electricity. We like plan our lives around it, and we we fight for the like tiny little market share that we have. Mm. And we have to continually innovate, and we have to always keep changing and trying to. It's like a razzmatazz that you have to do. You know, to be like, look what we've got. It's so yes. special. Uh, please 
spend your money with us <laughs> so that we can continue to exist as a business. Absolutely. Agility. Um, Agility really is, is, yes. is what keeps a lot of, you know, businesses like yourselves um, really just thriving and succeeding and pushing through through all the adversities. Um, and, and speaking about that, uh, you know, Stephanie, you actually, this is not something that straight off the gate was what you wanted to do. Um, you come from a family of engineers, you yourself studied programming, um, and you self-taught in the, in the world of, of chocolate, uh, being a chocolatier. This, this was something yes. that you, you pivoted your way into. Yes, it was almost serendipitous how I ended up in it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I did want to be a pastry chef when I was, you know, in matric and I had presented my parents, you know, I'd, I created a PowerPoint presentation, you know, <laughs> of uh, uh, all of the different reasons why they should definitely pay for me to go to these super expensive culinary schools. Yeah. And um, they like both looked at me straight and they were like, look, you are crazy. If you think for one second, we're going to pay for pastry school. N- no, no, <laughs> you're going to have like a real career. You're going to like, you know, work your whole life and be proud and get a watch and then have something, you know, like a real future. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was like, well, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll fine, you know. And then I just tried to kind of make sure that we missed all of the opportunities for me to be able to study engineering. And I know that that sounds <laughs> really selfish in a country where everybody is so desperate to continue, you know, have any kind of education. Mm that I was just like, no, <laughs> it's not my dream. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of uh, made sure that we miss the intake date mm-hmm. for engineering. <laughs> and then I went to my dad and I was like, oh, no, say it isn't so. <laughs> we missed the intake date. Can you believe it? <laughs> oh, no, I'm so sad. Um <laughs> But unfortunately, my father was like a double doctorate uh, oh. and had many, many friends yeah. uh, and then presented me with the opportunity to study programming. And he was like, don't worry about it. I've got plan B. We got you into programming. <laughs> and I'm like, no, <laughs> please, please, no. So I did study that and um, kind of just worked in the family business and did get a few jobs, you know, in programming, got fired because yeah. I was awful because I did not want to work there. And I was like one of those like real, you know, terrible 21-year-old employees, you know, that were like, don't do my job, coming yeah. in late. I'm just like, my heart's not in it. And everybody w- was just so surprised by how awful I was as an employee. Just like it's not even deal. Like now, retrospectively, I'm like, well. It was self-sabotage. Maybe it wasn't necessary for me. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> maybe I didn't was. need to put myself through that. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, well, it's fine. I'll just pay for myself to be a chef and whatever. And I'll just succeed anyway, mm. you know, like as like any young, super um, naive child <laughs> would think. Yeah. Uh, so I, I found out I can't pay for myself because I wasn't earning enough because mm. I was like an intern. Um, and I'm still kind of like hustling at night working as a bartender or a waitress to make rent yeah so I'm just gonna have to teach myself Mm. and so that's kind of where it started where I just every month I put away as much money as I could to try and buy some ingredients and then try and learn Mm. as much as I could Mm. and at that stage back then the internet wasn't what it is today you know here today you can kind of go onto YouTube and watch a video and be kind of capable to be able to do it but Back then, it wasn't really like that. Uh, it was only like Ainsley Harriet 
mm. <laughs> making stuff on the grill, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just kind of had to like sneak into exclusive books so they try and like memorize a recipe because my phone didn't have a great camera back then. And I didn't, you know, you know, a lot of really like make notes, like yes. people at exclusive books aren't like really excited about that. Like run in and try and memorize and then run out and write a book and then come back and, you know, it yeah. was like a bit of a circus. Um, and then I just kind of taught myself every month. I tried to get something more complex and then the next month try and just up that. And then obviously you have to try and sell this product that you're making, mm. right? Mm. So try and convince everybody that you know to buy cupcakes from you and try and get everybody to buy your pavlova over Christmas. And, yes. uh, you know, like kind of just every month try and do something more ex- um, expensive <laughs> and difficult. And so in the end, I had just completed my journey into French macarons mm. and I'd managed to sell as many as I could. And someone said to me that tempering chocolate is like a real nightmare. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that Let me sounds try that. that's just right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, then I um, struggled because I didn't have the right equipment mm. and I didn't have the money to buy the right equipment. And just time after time after time of it not working but the first time that it worked the little chocolates all fell out of the mold and they were super beautiful and I had like an emotional meltdown in the kitchen and I like (laughs) was so moved and then I just kind of like looked at them and I'm like I love you guys (laughs) (laughs) that was the beginning that was the beginning and then that was it like that was was it it. yeah And I mean, Jack Rabbit has done for anybody, by the way, who, who wants to uh, see, um, you know, Stephanie's product. Uh, she does have an imprint on social media. You can go for easy access on Instagram and see uh, Jack Rabbit underscore chocolate and have a look at her product. But I mean, you've gone from, you know, the gung ho, rebellious, self-sabotaging, uh, you know, um, teen to to someone who's really uh, slowly but surely cementing herself in, in in a very and it is a cutthroat world because you know we've spoken to a lot of of folks like yourself who are in you know bespoke um, chocolate and do these interesting sort of adaptations of uh, cacao products and everybody says it's it's a crazy world to get into it's cutthroat it's it requires resource and dedication as you've said a love for the product um you know and and even in the most niche most bespoke of avenues there's still a lot of challenges but here you are you know winning international awards from those tiny little baby chocolates that fell out the mold yeah. <laughs> oh, to now yes. building something that is on the traction of slowly but surely building its own international and local, um, you know, fan base by way of people who really love and appreciate what you do. It must be an interesting feeling and also a feeling of, I guess, um, almost self gratification to some degree. Like, yeah, I knew, I knew that this was the, this is why I fought so hard for the dream. Well, you know, I don't know. I think I'm too close to the project for me to stand there and be like, yeah, I'm really proud of what I've built. Like sometimes things go really well and then you can be at the end of the month and you pay everybody and you pay everything and you buy a new piece of equipment. And then I kind of, you know, then you're like, well, that was amazing guys. We really worked super hard and we have this like amazing payoff. And 
then at the next you know then the next month we we climb the mountain again mm. you know so it'd be like every month our target is to make x and then it'd be like can we and then yeah. it's like the fifth of it's like an emotional roller coaster every single month. Like my husband is just like, he could just never be an entrepreneur mm. because like there's not enough space in our house for both of us to be having constant meltdowns. Like yes. I'm the only one that's allowed to have a meltdown every day <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, Oh my God, how are we going to make turnover? How are we going to make money? Oh yeah. You know? And then it's like, then we get all of these projects and we, we do stuff and we achieve these things and then we have amazing support from everybody. And then every day I get to go to work and I work with an amazing team of women mm. who every day get to work and are just smiles and jokes and amazing energy and just really are so wonderful that when I like leave at the end of the day, I'm like, I have to keep making this work mm. because I'm kind of like responsible for their livelihoods, yeah. you know? And yeah they work so hard to create this product that is amazing. But mm. I don't think many people really understand the amount of work that goes into it because we make everything ourselves. So, yeah. So from the fudge and all of the fillings, all of the caramel, everything gets made by hand. And wow. my team is super amazing. And like I say, without them, I'd be just, I guess, crying every day yeah. <laughs> because of the amount of work that I have to get through. But their dedication is something that pushes me to be better. Mm, mm. And for me, it's really important that this is not just a job for them, that this is their career, yeah. you know? And I think a lot of people that are in the culinary industry don't really think about it that way, mm. that it's just kind of like, I just have to get through this month <laughs> yeah. so that I can pay everything and get to the next month to pay everything again. And mm. for me, it's more a case of they're dedicating their lives to this project I have a responsibility to mm. make sure that they have every opportunity possible so that this is not just a job for them Yeah. because of the amount of energy and time that they put into it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I mentioned before that Jamina is one of our production managers. Mm. She went to Mozambique to go represent the company very recently and, Next year, she's off to Dubai mm. uh, to go to Gulf Food, and hopefully we can get some more export orders from that. And Lucia just traveled to Germany to the International Chocolate Awards to go and represent us there. And if we can't make the opportunities for ourselves, nobody is going to bring them to us. Absolutely. Because we're in, like you say, it's a cutthroat industry where, yeah. where it's dominated by these huge corporations that make millions and millions every month and they just churn out this machine made stuff that in a in an environment like that to make something handmade and bespoke that's super special and mm. almost like leaning towards art yeah. rather than just product it's extremely difficult absolutely, um, absolutely. just to just to keep our market space and so for that we need to create our own opportunities and absolutely. so we need to go into the world we need to tell everybody this is what we're doing Look at our product. Look at how amazing it is. Look at our team. Mm. Support us. Mm. But, and I mean, and lucky for you, Stephanie, you know, I think the positive, uh, I, I, I guess, when when one is, um, you know, in, in the business, whether it's culinary art, whether, you know, whatever it is, fashion, whatever it is, the positive, I think, of being African and being 
really um, at the top of your game, you know, by way of innovation, creativity, um, and all those tick points that a business like yourself needs to tick, is that you also now have a consumer base that really is starting to lean more towards things that are, you know, handcrafted or handmade, bespoke, um, sustainably uh, sourced products that have stories, companies like yours that have that have stories that have human faces and names behind them. Um, because I feel like, and I don't know, um, would you agree or would you not agree that a lot of consumers who go looking for the kind of things that you do and other creatives do, they are looking for exactly that, that unique selling proposition and they're buying into the story. They want to know when, when they open their cupboard and Absolutely. feed their guest your chocolate, you know, they can tell the story about, well, did you know about this little company, you know, Jack Rabbit? Um, and, and let me tell you a little bit about them. Yes, absolutely. I think that it's a huge driving point. And I, it was really, I think, one of the best things that came out of COVID is that people actually realized that so many people are super dependent mm. on kind of like the business of business, if mm. I can say it like that. Like the people that were sitting at home and that did, weren't impacted that were, you know, part of the banking system or the IT system or, mm. you know, whatever that could work remotely. Um, they were the lucky ones. And I think that everybody else kind of realized how fragile the economy really is and how everybody like really depends on each other. And I think that was a big player in letting everybody kind of see that things made by people mm. are super special and that we need those clients to be able to continue to survive. And I think that that kind of story is not just one that's, you know, relevant to just us but mm. to everybody but that the sustainability effort is not just that of the environmental sustainability mm. or the ethics sustainability but it's the sustainability of us as a small business within this kind of economic framework mm. where everyone is looking for something special but it still has to be affordable but it still needs to have the story and that's you know, it all kind of plays together and that it's like it weaves this whole story like a web mm. of how everything is actually quite codependent. Absolutely. Um, that we need them and they need us. You know, they need us for that story, for that beautiful gift, for something super special and we need them because we have to pay bills. <laughs> for your livelihood. <laughs> Stephanie, thank yes. you so much for taking the time. Uh, it's been lovely getting to know you and uh, hearing the story of your journey. And of course, uh, Jack Rabbit a Chocolate Studio. Uh, enjoy your time in Amsterdam and uh, looking forward to seeing what fabulous creations come from uh, this new adventure. You can find thank Jack you. Rabbit. They are on uh, Instagram for ease of access. And over there, they've uh, put links to uh, their uh, digital presence as well. Jack Rabbit underscore chocolate is where you can go if you're on Instagram. Uh, the packaging is as quirky as the name suggests, and I'm sure the product is as delicious. It's fast approaching 22, 9 o'clock right here on The Art of Everything.